to the Humble Threads Podcast. I am David Graves. And I'm Michael Hart. Welcome to episode 14, everybody. We are so happy that you are here. Uh, and if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us uh, reach new audiences uh, and people just like yourself. All right, Dave, let's get humble. All right, man. Mike, well, I'm, I'm going to start out and ask you, Mike, because I feel like I go first a lot. But Mike, what's been going on with you, man? What's What's been going on in the world of, of Mike? <laughs> uh, you know, just just living it, man. Uh, no, nothing too crazy has been going on over here. Um, really enjoying uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got together with a couple friends at, at a Victory Brewing, a, you know, humble plug for for a place that uh, we, we all love to go to. If you not want a sponsor, sponsor, though, if you yeah, want a sponsor. sponsor, yeah, hey, if you want, if we want to get catch a beer sponsor, I'm about it. You know, <laughs> um, Vic, victory hit us up. Um, but but either way, you know, it's it's been cool. Uh, you know, it's that time of year again. I had to go get my car inspected. Uh, super funny, actually. So um, when I went to go get my car uh, take uh, looked at. Uh, you know, we take it to uh, my wife's uh, dad's shop, who's mm-hmm. uh, who works pretty local to us. And he asked me, he's like, he's like, how many miles have you? Have you what's the mileage at right now? You know, and I was like, uh, I think it's like forty two thousand. And he goes, Mike, this car hasn't left your driveway, dude. Uh, you know, you, you haven't even done five thousand miles in the last year since I last inspected it. And, uh, and, it, and, and it made me kind of really it really sunk in at that point. I mean, obviously, he was able to still do the test and everything was fine. Uh, but it, it really ha- like sunk in at that moment, like how little over the last year, like I've gone anywhere. Yeah. And I'm sure sh- I'm sure a lot of us, uh, any any of you, any listener out there who's ex- who lived on this planet in the year of 2020 um, can, you know, can relate because uh, it didn't it just didn't hit me in, until the fact because I mean, I guess typically the average mileage of someone who, you know, dr- drives to work or back somewhere uh, or where have you is about 10,000, sometimes yeah. as high as 15,000. And to see that I barely touched, I think I barely did 4,000 um, by the time, you know, the inspection was due, uh, it just really made me think, you know, like how much time that, you know, we've really all have spent inside, um, you know, over the last year. And what's funny is about that is that was the day after I watched um, Bo Burnham's Inside uh, uh, comedy special on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, the dude's the dude's a a, a lyrical co- uh, comedic genius, in my opinion. Uh, although he has had some, I think he's had a little bit of some questionable things um, that, that have come up because of his comedy. But uh, I think I think um, his special recently is 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 on point. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's funny, especially if you're in like that thirty-ish range. It it really hits home um, for that age group. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, just been really enjoying, uh, you know, cracking some beers on the back deck with the grill on. Uh, the weather's been super nice, other than other than the fact that earlier um, last week we had we had like three days of like torrential downpour. So yeah. trying to soak up the sun when I when I when I see it, um, you know, casual lawn stuff, taking care of some things around the house. But that's about it for me over here. So uh, what's been going on in the world of graves? Man, uh, well, guys, I got some good news finally. Um, I told Mike, and Mike's been helping me out a lot. He definitely helped me out today. Um, and my brother, but I got a job interview. It's going to be Wednesday, so by the time you hear this, it'll already be passed. So you're still welcome to wish me luck, because um, they still have to decide on if they want me. Um, but I'm really putting some time into that. I, I've been really focusing on that, making sure I, I, I'm in tip-top shape to let my personality show through. Um, so definitely being on the podcast has helped me. I will say that. 
Um, but other than that, like Mike said, we went to uh, we went to Victory, but our friend Billy's bright idea was, hey, let's go to PJ's on Friday when the Sixers are playing and it's rainy outside. So we get there and then we asked the lady, like, oh, yeah, how long is the wait? And she was like, an hour to like 45 to like 45 to 50 minutes. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. So we went to Victory. Mike came through. Uh, you know, we got some drinks. That was really fun. Fortunately, the Sixers won, but you know, it, it, it definitely was interesting walking in without a mask. I've been walking into a lot of places without the mask because, you know, vaccine vaccinated, but, um, it's, it's so weird getting back to normal and then also having your friends hanging out with you and being able to sit close to you now. Um, you know, if they're vaccinated and everything else like that, um, we had a deep talk about life, um, and a lot of the directions that people are going. I feel like as of now, um, coming back into the real world, a lot of people have real world decisions to make now. Uh, your life isn't on pause anymore. Uh, your life is on play. So it's like, you know, whether it's relationship wise, job wise, life wise, and just getting your mental health together. Um, you know, it's, it's important for you to sit down and make sure you have a conversation about that. Um, fortunately with, with our friend group, we're, we're pretty vocal about how we're feeling and, and our emotions and everything else like that. So it was just a great mixture of just beer and conversations. And, and, um, it was very, very interesting. And also we had one of uh, our friend's moms do a palm reading on me, um, and our friend Jamie, which is, um, Mike's sister-in-law, but that was pretty fun. That was, that was pretty interesting. I'm into the spooky stuff and whatnot, so that was that was very fun. If you haven't done it and you're okay with it, I'd suggest go doing it. Um, I wish Mike was there so she could have did him, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I've, I've always... I don't know, like, I've always... It's not that I don't believe in the stuff, but, like, I've always been so interested that that, 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 it, that, that kind of practice is still, like, still yeah. around and, and is still... And actually is wildly accepted these days. I mean, like... Anything from like, uh, you know, even even if you move over into like the Reiki science, which is all about like energy healing mm -hmm. uh, auras and things like that. Um, so that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there for it, but I did hear that that part out because that was after victory uh, that you guys yeah. went, up, went over and did that. It was weird because she she read my poem immediately. We went to kids or whatever. She said I would have three in total, but she asked about the one. Like, it would, David's one child, like, his first child, what gender would it be? And apparently it's supposed to circle in a certain way where it says yes or no. But uh -huh. it's shook in a way where she's that's never happened to her before. And I uh -huh. was like, Holy, my son's going to be the chosen one and her daughter. But <laughs> um, she said she was drinking, but she said sometimes doesn't answer correctly when she's drinking and stuff. But it's just kind of fun to experience and, and uh, see what's going on with that. But... Other than that, guys, you know, um, like I said, when working my butt off, I really want this job. Um, it would definitely do wonders for me, and I think it would do wonders for uh, the podcast and all the business endeavors that me and Mike have uh, going on from now into the future. Um, so I think it would be it would be uh, pretty fun. Also, like Mike, taking care of the lawn, uh, that's getting annoying because my dog is now starting to dig in our lawn. So there's just holes behind the trash cans where you don't need a hole at because you're trying to take the trash out and it's just hitting the pothole and it's it's just been ridiculous. But that enjoying the weather um, yeah. and, and just, you know, getting getting life back together. It's, it's exciting that it's warm out. We're not in the apocalyptic, you know, COVID world <laughs> anymore. We're, Seemingly. We're getting, yeah. Yeah. We're kind of we're kind of getting back to real life. But, you know, that that's what's been going on with uh, me and Mike, man. That's that's, yeah. that's our life update. And the, like the only other thing I wanted to touch on, but only because it's been like literally like going nuts this week, 
Um, I feel like we can't not talk about it. And that is what is going on in the stock market. With, oh, yeah. Uh, a- with AMC, uh, specifically this meme stock, you know, the Wall Street Bets uh, subreddit group. Uh, they call themselves apes, uh, you know, <laughs> diamond hands holders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, I have a little bit, I have like the smallest skin in the game, but uh, I, you know, I feel like. It's just it's just so exciting because like there are like not like to be totally serious. There's a lot of money at play and there are mm-hmm. there are people there are, you know, hedge funds. There are establishments, co- corporations, companies that are that are either losing or gaining tons of money because of what's happening in this market. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many things going on, whether it's you know, the t- people talking about like illegal um, naked shorts or whatever, uh, which is a uh, trading subject that I don't even feel like explaining it's just there's some crazy stuff going on. It's very volatile, and uh, it's just so interesting to watch. Like, you know, for anyone who's turned the news on in the last couple of months, who heard about what happened to GameStop and how GameStop suddenly skyrocketed through the roof to become so ridiculously valued that people uh, really did make a ton of money. There was, like I said, lots of money lost on the hedge fund side, um, but the average retailer really made out like a bandit if they were essentially oh, yeah. in in the game early and. Mm-hmm. uh and it just stuff like this doesn't happen, uh, or at least it shouldn't typically happen. Um, and it's so crazy to see this kind of uh, market uh, action happening around the same time. You know, the government has been talking about like inflation and what that could do to, to any of this, uh, whether in the crypto space or not. But yeah, I think it's crazy to be watching AMC like today alone. I think it shot up twelve percent in the first hour, mm-hmm. and then just receded to like uh, correct itself all day back down to where it began. Um, just an absolute just roller coaster. Um, so if anyone's out there in the game, anyone's still holding their AMC, you know, hats off to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm still holding uh, for as little as I have in there. Just <laughs> I just want a piece of that time, a piece of that pie, just to say I was a part of it. I guess, but. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty wild, pretty, pretty, pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I've been paying attention to it a little bit. Um, that's also another reason where it's like, if I get this job, definitely want to get a lot more into stocks and guys, if you haven't, please start getting into certain things where you can start advancing your money. Um, also saving your money and also making your money work for you. That being said, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that ad break, but now we're about to get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. If you know us, and if you know me, we're about to dive into some nerd stuff. Fortunately, we've got another Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. It's been a while. Last one was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we had a little bit of a break. They gave us a little bit of a breather, and they came right back at us with Loki. I will be honest, guys. Disney could sell you your couch if it was in your house because I I honestly didn't care about a lot of these shows. Like, I didn't really care about Wanda. Loved that show. I was like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Who gonna watch? Loved that show. We got the first episode of Loki. Mike, Mike, let me me hear it. You you told me you watched it, so what do you think about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, so, like, for for anyone who's who's new to the podcast uh, by any means or... um, (laughs) doesn't know me personally but when it comes to the marvel comic books i love comic books i love mm-hmm. you know classic marvel stuff but like i am not like a well-versed uh individual when That's it comes right. to like super like areas of the lore like what's specifically canon okay. or like what are the all the backstories are you're learning uh, I'm, I'm yeah no i know India. i know and I, I actually have not seen all of like the thor saga that they did like the spinoff of, um 
before like the Avengers were like like Thor Ragnarok and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a few of those that I haven't seen. Um, but like I know I still know the the main gist. Like I've seen all of Avengers, you know, mm-hmm. Endgame and all that stuff. So I, I I know a good amount of what's going on. Like I knew. Um, oh oh, by the way, uh, some some spoilers. Um, you know, it's hard to. <laughs> uh, so the show's. Uh, you know, hopefully by the time this comes out, you you maybe have seen the show, or if not, it's just the first episode, and we we haven't even seen the second episode yet. Yeah. It comes out this week, so mm-hmm. um, hopefully we talk about it in a way that it, that invites you to want to join us along and then we'll touch back on it throughout the rest of this, the season. But anyway, so like I knew as I knew that like, you know, that, that one scene in Avengers where, you know, Loki escapes and grabs a Tesseract and gets away. Right. When, mm-hmm. when the Avengers had gone back in time to try to, you know, right their wrongs. And uh, so like that made sense because um, they kind of recap that for you at the beginning of the first, uh, that of uh, this first episode. Yep. And uh, so, like, it kind of, like, locked me, and I was like, okay, yes. And I obviously remember Loki is Thor's brother, and I know there's turmoil there. Like, there was there was questioning whether or not um, Loki was actually, uh, like, blood to Thor or whatever. Like, there's, like, backgrounds of where he came from, maybe, or whatever. He wanted to kind of usurp uh, Thor, be the ruler of all things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, like, I, I, it was interesting to me to see how this kind of started and uh, how he ended up in this almost, like... I don't know. I was getting. I don't know if you've ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but like, there's that. Like, if you have like the uh, like the movie rendition of it, there's a scene mm-hmm. where he's going to this like bureaucratic office where he has to fill out paperwork to just to get like uh, somewhere. And that scene um, that they first did, like almost like the first scene they bring you to where he's like walking through the, like the ticket line. Yeah. And uh, and that stuff. And and it was like it was kind of like it was interesting to see like what they were even doing because like. I I only know of Loki of as he as he has been in either either some of the Thor movies I've seen or in in Adventures mm-hmm. as like someone who's just like you know kills people does crazy things he's the the god of what mischief right yep. um and uh, so it was like how how are they gonna take somebody that essentially is like someone you love to hate and make the and make this person lovable I guess. And uh, I thought it was really interesting how they chose to do that, but I think the but beyond but beyond anything of like the main story of the first episode, like you we you basically learn early in the episode that there's these like timekeepers mm-hmm. that are design that that exist to dictate the like the prime timeline or whatever, and and they go back in time to kind of like they're like time cops essentially, mm-hmm. right? Yep, you know. And uh, and uh, I love that Owen Wilson's in, in the in the show. I think Owen Wilson alone makes makes it for me. Like I'm a huge Owen Wilson fan. I think he he's hilarious. Funny. His dry humor is very entertaining to me. Right, right. Like his candor is so mm-hmm. is so great. His delivery. Um, but so like as soon as I saw him, I was kind of already bought in. So it was like I wasn't necessarily too concerned whether or not like Loki was being Loki in the sense of like how he has been in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like obviously you find out at the end of the episode why they're treating him kind of differently like they're not necessarily treating him like a war criminal yeah. they're, you know they're, they're it become you know it becomes something more um but it's so interesting to think back through all of the avengers or marvel movies that i have seen which is which is a pretty good you know fair amount of them mm-hmm. um and realizing that 
at no point during at least the what we saw in the movies. I'm not talking about canon comic books, but I'm saying in the movies, they never showed any specific time corrections mm-hmm. uh, other than other than when uh, like Doctor Strange in I think Doctor Strange um, like or no, no at the end in a, in a in an end game where he's like, I've seen like three million different mm-hmm. uh, outcome time, possibilities. Yeah probabilities and you know there's only one where we all survive or something and i was like okay so this dude so so thinking back like this dude was able to like manipulate not necessarily manipulate time but but delineate like Mm -hmm. probabilities of what could be essentially by seeing different outcomes and uh and then the only other time that i can think of directly relating to time is like in in exactly the beginning of this episode where the Avengers go back in time to 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 stop to stop Loki and mm-hmm. and um uh, and do all of that because there really there really isn't in, in, like there's no other evidence for someone like myself who isn't like you know super into the canon to like discern you know have they ever made a mistake mm-hmm. because what was interesting um. Like in the beginning, like kind of like the first half of the episode, when, when I guess Loki's like on trial, right? And he, and he for what he did for disrupting the the timeline or whatever, mm-hmm. and he says, "Well, you know, go after the Avengers. They're the one that went back in time to stop me from taking over the world." And then the person says, "Well, that's what that well that was supposed to happen." Mm-hmm. And like so, like what tells me, which makes me think one one or one of two things. It's like how. How can, how would, or how do the Avengers seemingly always make the right decision mm-hmm. if it's all meant to happen the way these time lords, um, I think, I think Loki calls them like space lizards, yeah. um, you know, dictate everything. And it kind of makes you wonder, um, you know, could mm-hmm. something so catastrophic ever actually happen in the cinematic universe yep. that couldn't just easily be resolved by one of these time cops. Well, I don't know. That's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of making like a, make, creating nah, like, good. like a, I'm creating like a cons- conspiracy, like time nah, loop issue. See, and I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? This is, this is why it's great, Mike, because you are the, the average watcher and I'm the guy in here like, bang, here's the encyclopedia, baby. I got you. So to answer a lot of your questions, as far as the TV show, the TV, the TV show is great. Because they every TV show they make is great because they make you care about the movies you didn't care about. Um, the Thor, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, a lot of the Thor movies were terrible. The first two were pretty bad, and then uh, Ragnarok kind of got a little. Or it was good because Taika Waititi was in there, but some the humor was uh, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy esque. But I would say they did it in a, a very good way. But um, like Mike said. I'm not going to spoil the show, but the movies do tie into a lot of the stuff. So if you guys haven't seen the movies, sorry. If you haven't seen Endgame, come on now. It's on Disney+. Plus. But um, throughout the movies, you see Loki's progression. Um, in the first movie with Thor, he's a he's the child of the Frost... The leader of the Frost Giants, I believe, or the king, if, if, I'm, if I'm using the terminology correctly. Um, Odin takes him, and he makes him his son. So it's, he's like Thor's half-brother is what they call him. So, you know, he's always felt like an outsider. He felt like he didn't belong. But, you, of course, you have Thor the jock. And if you haven't seen the f- first movie, Thor was pretty much a jerk. He didn't take anything seriously. 
Um, he was all about drinking, fighting, and starting fights. So you can see where Loki has animosity towards him. We're like, oh, you're not fit to rule. Like, why are you? Why? Why is father even looking at you to rule if you're just going to go around and start fighting people for no reason? Um, and then that's when you get the story of Thor progressing as a person and Loki progressing as a person because he, they they kind of said it in the show, not to spoil anything, but he throughout the movies, um, you see him progress to be the brother that, um, the brothers that they should have been in the beginning. Um, through the loss of their father, uh, through Loki evidently pretty much dying in the last Avengers movie, if you haven't seen it, but it happens. Um, it happens in like the first five minutes, which is crazy. Um, so in the show, they kind of rapidly speed that up. So it smacks you all in the face at once in the show. Like, you guys might have missed this, but Loki's actually a kind-hearted guy who was pushed into this position because of the situations he was in. Um, but at the end of the day... He's actually a person who's very loving, caring, and you can tell by that, by the way he interacts with his mother, because his mother kind of looks at him like, you're not that guy. Like, you, I know what type of son you are. This isn't who you are. So I, I really liked how sentimental and heartfelt it was in the first episode, because I was like, darn, like, he really, like, this is kind of crazy. Like, I'm, he, he was kind of thrust in the situation to be a bad guy, which is kind of sad, but he, he eventually found his path. Um, but to address the time thing, because I know that was what you were talking about, um, it's like, it, and I gave like the reference to Mike, there was a character in Star Wars where the, it's like the, um, gray Jedis, they're in the middle. They're not with the Sith. They're not with the light side real, or Jedis. They're just like in the middle. So whatever happens, happens. And this is supposed to happen. Um, just like, you know, uh, if the world was going to blow up, they're going to see that happen and be like, all right, it's going to blow up certain circumstances. They step in because if it alters the timeline too much, like, let's say, you know, Loki goes back in time and enslaves the human race from Caveman. They're going to be like, what the heck are you doing? This is not supposed to happen. That's that's where they kind of step in. But, you know, I don't deem, uh, like, in, in the comic book ways, they don't deem the Avengers of always doing right. They're going to mess up, just like we messed up in the first Avengers. Because Thanos pretty much wiped out half the universe anyway. Um, if they would have failed, they would have failed. And that's what it would have been, I believe, with the Time Bureau. And that's what the, how they would have seen it. But human life would have uh, thrived and, and came off of that. Um, so they're, they're kind of in the middle. They're not like ultra good guys. They're not ultra bad guys. I will say Owen, Wilson char Owen Wilson's character, like you said. Um, I feel like as though he's more of a um, voice of reason when it comes to that, those situations. Cause he's kind of like, you know what? Like I want to, I'm, I'm pulling in Loki. I need him for whatever the situation is going to be. And we're going to do it. And as far as like the timekeepers were kind of like, eh, I mean, someone's running amok, but you know, we don't care. So maybe eventually they will, um, you know, start to deem certain things where they have to step in and, and save certain people. But Overall, I thought the show was amazing. Um, and, you know, to even come into the Doctor Strange thing, which they haven't explained it yet. But, you know, it, it's it kind, of, it's kind of rewarding when you read the comics because Doctor Strange's powers aren't his. He takes his powers from different beings in the magical realm. So, like Mephisto, like all these other people. And he borrows it. And those magical beings could easily be like, no, I'm not giving you any powers. So he could be the weakest person in the Marvel team, or he can be the strongest person, depending on how much power he siphons in from these other beings. And I think that's what they're getting into with uh, the multiverse of madness and everything else like that. But he, he, he can flip flop, but there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of flip flopping in Marvel. And you know, that's what always makes it fun. Cause they have a lot of storylines to pull it from, but Overall, guys, that episode, very heartfelt. I cannot wait for tomorrow. I can't watch it, or I can't wait to watch it. 
Um, yeah. It makes me sad because it's like, dang, we only have like six episodes. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I don't, there, I don't think there is any, sh- maybe Miss Marvel's after this, but I don't know. But oh, um, maybe. if you guys have a chance, I would say, you know, if you could watch the Thor movies um, or, or watch Loki first, either one, watch Loki first, then watch the Thor movies, because then you'll see his progression as a character, as it goes through the things um, that he goes through emotionally, physically, and, and how him and Thor get along eventually. But great show. Great show. Glad you watched it, Mike. Yeah, no, I mean, like after after kind of being like, a, you know, st- stuck outside the combo a little bit about when we first started watching uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I was like, no, 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 this time I'm in. Like I have <laughs> Disney Plus. I got to watch it. Like I know it's going to be something that's gonna, we're going to talk go. about. I got to, you know, I got to be able to play ball. Um, but, you know, other, other than that, uh, gang, we something also really huge for us, um, you know, was gone down this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the E3 convention oh, about, yeah, you know, baby. Up, up and coming video games for the next year, maybe two, next two years uh, for some of these games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I kind of came away from is that there's a lot of like favorites, uh, like franchises kind of being either remastered or being brought back in a, in a, in a new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think, I definitely think that this year they did, they did a lot of fan service to some degree um, because I mean, I feel like, you know, especially after like la- last year's, like the biggest game, for example, like for Nintendo was easily um, animal crossing yeah, uh, or anything or something like that, because mm-hmm. like that game hit so hard in a time where everyone was staying indoors and it provided people a, a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really surprised that we didn't see anything actually from uh, Animal Crossing. I'm not even like an avid player. I just know that it was such like a, a big, it. a big thing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I played. Play uh, last time I played it, I played any Animal Crossing game was back when it came out on a, uh, the GameCube. Yeah. But you know, it was really awesome to see uh, Halo uh, be in the conversation again. Um, you know, it, it was it's it was super cool to see even like Metroid um, being talked about um, in in terms of a new game. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if you watch the, today's the final, the, um, the, the the biggest thing that I saw, honestly, all week is the fact that they showed us another trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, um, the new uh, Zelda game. And that's that's going to be I think they, they teased it 2022. Yeah, uh, probably hot but hey, man, 2022. Talk, talk to me like what what did you see i know you watched most almost all of it I, there was some of the earlier days i missed but like um you know what what's your initial uh gut response with all of this uh i mean and we and guys if you didn't know like we have a big group chat full of like <laughs> probably eight people talking about a lot of the stuff and we're going on back and forth while we're watching it but i think like mike said it best there was a lot of fan service and that's definitely what it was um for me, if we can go down the line, um, I, I would definitely say we got the first couple, um, you know, in-game trailer-ish things of Battlefield, which I'm very excited for Battlefield. If you guys have played Call of Duty, you can understand how tiring it's getting and, and how much they they just keep throwing stuff out there. And then a month or two later, they clean it up. So I'm like, come on, like let's clean it up before we put it out. A lot of people are getting fatigued from Warzone. Um, I really think this will be something new and different. Um, it's futuristic, so it still fits in the realm of Call of Duty pretty much, um, but it's a different take and, and it's a different, you know, feeling. I don't know if they'll have a battle royale, but I'm very excited about that. Um, Mike, I don't know if, if you'll be buying it. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but uh, to touch back on what you said, Halo, 
Man, I am a big Halo fan. I remember, like, high school. This might be surprising to you people, okay? The ladies weren't always on me, all right? But high school, middle school, uh, mostly middle school, we played Halo on the weekends nonstop, like custom games, Duck Hunt, um, everything. We, we played it all. So I used to love going up to my cousin's house. Uh, we'd play two-player online, play every single game. I wouldn't go home till like, maybe 12 um, begging my mom to sleep over. If I was able to sleep over, I'd sleep over and we'd play all night with our friends from school. So seeing them bring that back and also making it free to play is a big deal uh, to get people invested back into the Halo franchise. I think it was a power move. Um, to, to me, what that tells me, though, if they ever do it, what that tells me is maybe they'll make a battle royale of Halo. Uh, maybe that will have to be purchased. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and Mike also stop me and chime in if you, if you're excited about anything I'm talking about. Um, well, I mean, just, I mean, just you talking about like your high school experience with Halo, uh, you know, I mean, I, for me, it was very much the same, um, back in the day, uh, you know, there were those like private lobbies and what was super cool is that like, there was, I remember there being like a clan that you could join, right? Yeah. You, you could always join clans on, on, uh, on Halo. And I remember there was like a clan that you could join like of, of kids at my school and my grade. And what was so interesting about it was that like, it was pretty much except like you could, anyone who was willing to jump on and play was allowed into the clan from mm -hmm. the school. And there was always, there were, it was always in interesting circumstances where there'd be people in the clan or in the, in the group party. If we we're doing like big team battle or, or like, or whatever captures mm -hmm. the flag. Oh man. And you'd end up playing with, uh, with some people from your from your school or in your grade that maybe in at school like you weren't like super close with or you or just weren't casual friends with, yeah. but because of this game, you know you you would be able to have that kind of social interaction that mm -hmm. that maybe you probably wouldn't have had if you know because they weren't they weren't they weren't the people that you'd sit with at lunch or they yeah. weren't they weren't your everyday friend. Mm -hmm. um, They're more just an acquaintance or someone that you knew. And so it was always so interesting to see the lobbies growing and seeing the kind of culture that was growing in these uh, tiny, this tiny clan community that I remember being a part of. And because uh, like, it was a kind of, it was a space where like, you know, maybe at school, like you can't, you can't talk smack or you can't say things to some people because you know, it might, mm. you know, might, might take it seriously or might, might actually hurt people's feelings or you just come off as an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but like in, in, when, in, when you're playing a game together collectively over something else, mm -hmm. uh, there was, it, it provided an opportunity to talk a little bit of smack, but like in good, in good, good, good sense, like in, in good favor, just, you know, um, uh, healthy competition. Yeah. Um, but, it, but in the same way, it, it gave people voices when typically maybe they wouldn't, Interact, they wouldn't have yeah. spoke yeah they maybe wouldn't have interacted like at school but like because like you know you because in the same in the same sequencing of, of uh of match made lobbies you could have a really good game and everyone's like oh oh snap respect like good mm -hmm. like high kill streak you know kilimanjaro and all that stuff that would oh, that come man. across i'm getting chills you know? just thinking about it because that's you know you know literally Triple like kill <laughs> our, oh man our friend group was it, it yeah was pretty much that like we we made a lot of, like, we were friends with nerds, jocks, like, if you were the emo kid, wh whoever you were, and you joined that, it was that in Call of Duty, but when you joined the Halo lobby, like, and we got to talk to each other, um, I remember my cousin would give me the headset for a bit, I'd give him the headset, and, like, we'd get back in school, like, yo, that one, you did the flip with the warthog, and then you smacked the guy out of the air with that, like, you tail whipped him, just moments of conversations that you would have at lunch, because you had the opportunity to meet them online, and I yeah. really think, like, we were the first generation to make friends online, 
and then in real life. Um, so I, I definitely want to take I want to take that you know crown because we we did it, Mike. Okay. Um, but also talking about another game that I love. A lot of people are like, it's dead. I don't know if it's gonna. Uh, but Marvel's Avengers, they're coming back. They're swinging. Okay, they're coming back swinging. They've been making a lot of in-game events. Um, they recently released a cinematic trailer for the Wakanda Forever or Fight for Wakanda. I think it's Fight for Wakanda, um, where you get to play as Black Panther. I cannot wait for that because I really want to see how he plays. He's a brawler, but on top of being a brawler, you already know he has those like animantium like claws and everything. So I really want to see how he plays. Um, they've come a long way, and like if you guys were thinking about hopping back into it, I would say now's the best time. Um, two DLC, three DLCs are out, I think. And there's also a lot of in-game events that you can play. So there's a lot more content. Um, only thing they have to change is like the in-game battle system. I would say a lot of the stuff still seems the same. Um, we also got Redfall. I, th I think I, I'm, I'm going to hold my hope out for that because I think it's strictly made by Bethesda for Xbox. Um, it just looks like a cool four person shooter, reverse vampires, or anything else like that. I'm always fun. I'm always down for like multiplayer games. Um, where me and my friends can sit down and have fun and like get lost into it. I don't know how I feel about this game, and I want to talk to you about it, Mike. Starfield. We haven't seen any gameplay. A lot of people are saying it's the Space Skyrim. I, I honestly, if you look it up, like there's it, there's a trailer, but that's about it. It's like dude getting into the spaceship, and it says like 11 11 2022, and he like turns it on. There's no gameplay for it. There's no nothing, but it's just been a lot of talk about what it could be and what it does. I'm not. I'm not officially sold. You know, um, if, if I mean, it's, if it's like No Man's Sky, realistically, then you know, I'd yeah. be hype. But what do you think, Mike? I mean, you you hit it on the nail, man. Yeah. I think it looks it looks like it could be a No Man's Sky, but like a No Man's Sky that I don't know. I think it has a little more direction from the get go mm -hmm. because I know I know with No Man's Sky that you know there was a bit of a flop when it first dropped and the content was good. Big flop. Um, I've played it since. I played it actually recently. It's on the Xbox Game Pass, mm -hmm. and uh, it plays great now. It, it's definitely um, you know nothing. Wait, you nothing have it? to write. Uh, yeah, I have No Man's oh, Sky on my We're Xbox. Gonna have to play it. We're gonna have to play it. Yeah, I mean it's I've been I've been trying it out, seeing if I like it, and uh, I could see that that game would be fun. You know, if you could team up with somebody. It, for me, playing by myself, it, I found it to be a little boring. Um, yeah, at least from the uh, yeah. at, least, at least in the early early uh, stages of the game. Um, just trying to survive, build your ship up, do that kind of stuff. But if they're actually going to create like a, because I'm looking at some uh, pictures now, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of gives me this like like Fallout meets like Destiny mm -hmm. meets like No Man's Sky. Like you know, it. I'm wondering like what. Yeah. The purpose. Like what are you what what are you doing? Um mm -hmm. and like is if it, you can build a city, but there's also things you gotta fight. Like that's kinda cool if they have the building aspect to it, kinda like No Man's Sky, but Right, right. right. I, I just don't want to be let down because a lot of times they build up the hype around these games and there's they, they try and do too much in it and then it breaks the game and then it's not good for another year anyway. So I don't know. Uh, the release date for it is uh, November 11th, 2022. We'll see, guys. Um, I mean, yeah. the way time's flying, it's, it's not too far away. Um, another game that I wanted to touch on with you two. There's going to be games that we're, I'm going to be touching on, me and Mike are going to be touching on, that we're excited about. Also, we're going to be like, eh, about. But we're not going to touch on all the games. Um, but the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora announcement. Who asked for this game? 
but I hope it's good. That's all I gotta say. I, I really don't know how to feel about it. I like, yeah, like you, you hit it again on the head. Like, who asked for this? Like, I get it. The movie was pretty cool. Like, it was a good movie. When they did the out? they did the weird like tail sex thing. Um, it was kind of weird where their tails like conjoin it with each other. They give each other their essence or whatever. Avatar came uh, out in two thousand nine. Yeah, 2009. I graduated high school in 2009. So December like 2009. Yeah, um that's I don't know. Like I I would be nervous to be the be the production staff or like the design staff on that game because mm-hmm. it's like do you really think everyone's going to go run run to the store to to be a blue person with a tail and and play an RPG open world as a blue person with a tail? Like I mean maybe Maybe there's like a like a a niche like hardcore group of people that love Avatar, but like you'd be better off just making another like like a like a like a Yo. Skyrim knockoff. Like get Skyrim done. Forget about yeah. Avatar. Put the people yeah. who are working on that on Skyrim. Like yeah, yeah. Like Jeez. we don't we don't. I don't I don't need to be in an RPG as a as a blue person Avatar. Um, uh, I'm hoping all the best because I understand a lot of people work hard on these games. I'm, I'm really yeah, yeah, no, good, no doubt, no doubt. There's true talent on this game. I have no idea. Um, another another game in the vein of what the heck is this and why? Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. I'm kind of upset because they said they were gonna make a game that ties in Splinter Cell, uh, Siege, also the Division. I hope it's not this, and I hope they were teasing something that's coming out for next E3. But this game just looks broken. I don't even know. Ah. Yeah, I agree. Like, wh- I I don't think, I don't think the game w- is inherently going to be bad. I just think that they're showing content that that it almost has to be early access content because it doesn't like things just didn't look like as good as they probably could have. Yep. The mo- the movement looked really bad. Do you want to know the uh, release date? yeah sure september 15th this year yep they're shipping a bad game like (laughs) like and it's like but like i don't like i can't blame the people like the design people working on the game because you know specifically after a year like last year where probably a lot of designers lost their jobs uh, a lot lot of companies had to downsize because of just you know covid ruining things like I don't, I I didn't expect a game like this to be out of the gate like so good. Um, it's the first I've heard of it, which is a problem in my in my book. Like I, I'm pretty on the nose when I hear when I hear Same. things are coming about, and, and it's like it's the first I heard it. And sure, it's like they're actually releasing and they're talking about it, so like that's fine. But like again, I I just think it's a game that no one really asked. Like I would far rather get a brand new Splinter Cell game, like than have something that's being considered like a combination of all of these games. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much are you just fishing for for money on a game that's not great uh, and will end up on the 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 used section of a GameStop? Like, I, I hope it's uh, listen. Like, I hope it's good because I love Tom Clancy games with a passion. I, I played Rainbow Six. I, I agree. I agree. But all of them are good. But we'll we'll keep you up to date, guys. September fifteenth. That's close to my birthday. Who knows? Uh, I've been let down on my birthday a lot by video games. Um, Brink. I still haven't forgot about it. Uh, your your name is in my book. I'm just letting you know. What a game! Holy. Oh, what a, what a throwback! Jeez. Oh, wh- what a mistake! Uh, Mike, I, I know you're a uh, Dark Souls fan, so Elden Ring. I've never really played Dark Souls or anything. Um, I've I've been curious to get into a lot more solo or uh, solo games. Um, what what do, you, what do you think about that game? 
dude yeah i'm i'm pretty pumped uh i really like the elder or not the um uh the dark souls uh Universe. whole franchise yeah. um because there's there hasn't been many other games that i've played that really give you that mm-hmm. that like um that one shot at that one shot feel that like you would get when you went to like an arcade and played like a an arcade game like a action adventure arcade game mm-hmm. where you had to actually put quarters in to to keep playing because this like this game if you don't know it in the dark souls franchise you 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 start off usually severely underpowered and you go up against severely overpowered enemies Mm-hmm. And you have to survive and get past them and collect their souls to then, you know, boost your level, you know, create and make yourself stronger. It's an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's crazy about it is that the way the levels typically are broken up are by these like campfire pits. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get to one, it saves your current progress. But as soon as you activate the fire, any enemy in your general vicinity that you previously killed is immediately brought back to life and you have to fight your way through the crowds again just to get to the next campfire to pers- you know to keep the game going but it's so that's a good mechanic like yeah it is damaging like you it is so like you you oh man there's nothing worse than like getting so far having a whole because when you when you die right mm-hmm. you lose all the souls you just collected mm-hmm and they get dropped in the in the space that you died. And in some cases, if you go up against a boss or, or a really OP enemy and you drop it right at their feet, the only way to get it back is to bum rush, try to grab it, and then try to survive. Meanwhile, already having fought through all of the hordes that you fought through to get there again. It is so punishing, but it is it gives you such a thrill because there's really no way to get, like, you can't do, at least in the previous games, there's not really a good co-op way to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in Dark Souls 3, there was a thing, you could, there was like a white chalk or something that you could like draw an X on the ground and it would summon like a like a, a player from another game. Was this multiplayer? To... Not to cut you off, sorry. I, I don't remember. No, it's not. Oh, like okay. it's not, it's not, not multiplayer in the sense that you want it to be, okay. but in the sense that like, you like the world exists, like all, everyone's game, right? Interlinks. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same game. Like think of like a multiverse. Okay. okay. Um, but gotcha. and, but layered on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is so someone in in their past game in like Dark Souls, for example, three, they could you could leave like a note on the ground and it could say like monster ahead, ridiculous, you're going to die. And they can leave that on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then you in your game can go can, you know, come across the note, pick it up and be like, oh, monster head leave it or you'll die and it's like okay so it's and but what's funny is there's this like trolling that happens in this game where sometimes it'll be like like the best prize ever around the corner and you walk out and you just get cleaved in half and it's like so there's people that troll each other or like jump here and you jump to your death um and it's super funny because like there is actually really good advice somehow in some places but other other times people are just being you know dicks and like you know leaving bad advice yeah um but so that's the only way really that the games inter- interweave otherwise you're playing a solo adventure and it's so crazy i you know if anyone out there has never played a dark souls game and you're looking for a game that's finally going to be challenging it's got rpg mm-hmm. um you know tactics you you can play any type of class you want in the rpg realm of like dungeons and dragons if you will you can be a knight you can be a sorcerer you can be a whatever mm-hmm. um 
and the playthroughs are just crazy fun because you know you 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 eventually you die like a hundred times and then you learn the level you learn where all the monsters are and then you can create this like ebb and flow about how you're taking out each monster and you and you you kind of dance essentially around the, the monsters because you have to be so specifically timed you have to counter you have to parry mm-hmm. you have to do the attack otherwise because the the monsters in this game are so overpowered like one hit can sometimes kill you yeah. um and so, yeah, I'm super excited to see a game that's um, in the same uh, by the same developers and um, it has the same mechanics. Yeah. And so, um, definitely going to be excited for this one. Well, guys, watch out! Mike might stream it. Who knows? Who knows? Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> to bring it to to move on to the next one, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You know. I'm excited about this game, but as far as games go, um, as we move, as we get older and as games start coming out more, I think we should lower the price of games when they're solo player games. Like they're not multiplayer games, so you play through it once and that's it. I don't, I don't, I would, I mean, I like this game looks amazing and it's coming out for Switch. Um, I definitely want to buy it for the Switch, and we'll get into some Switch games right after this. But um, I, I think it looks like a fun game. I just hope it's not overpriced. Um, I think they brought this game out at the right time because I think they've learned what they failed with in Avengers and they're going to improve on it with this game. But it looks pretty fun. It's funny. It sounds really funny. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then they, there was a, a Final Fantasy game. I don't play that game. Mike, are you? No. Okay. Well, guys, if you're Final Fantasy out there, please give, you know, write to us. Let us know why the game's good. You know, maybe we'll give it a try. I don't know. The games I'm excited about. Let's let's get into some Switch stuff. Mike just mentioned Zelda. I, I played some of the Breath of the Wild for the first one. I said when the second one comes out, I'd probably start playing the first one again. Um, but this Wario game. The last time I saw a Wario game. Man. That might have been on the... A Game Boy Advance. Yeah. S- or the SP. Yeah. Like, this one looks pretty fun. You can play together. It's two players. There might have been one for the DS. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, maybe because that's when they started doing the uh, drawing and stuff on that. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to play this. Mike has a Switch. Like if we both had it, it's two players now. Who knows? Maybe we could drop a video about it. I don't know. But I'm excited about that. Wario looks good. Nintendo dropped a lot of stuff. Metroid, like Mike said, looks pretty good. Um, as far as games go, Mario Golf, I'm very excited about. I cannot wait. For that to come out, a lot of Nintendo games coming out, and they're coming out early. DLCs um, and, and other stuff. Um, if we missed anything, guys, you know we have a Twitter. Um, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know your favorite games, or you know, if you see us posting on social media at all through our things, hit it, shoot us a message. Tell us your favorite game. We'd love to have a conversation about it. Um, we're gonna close this topic out with one thing I saw, and me and Mike are gonna dive into this for a little bit um, in television. We, we had a little conversation about it before the podcast. Guys, I'm going to explain it to you the best I can visually. Um, there is a docking station. It's kind of like a flat box. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, so to preface, for anyone who maybe didn't watch, um, again, it's called Intellivision. Intellivision. And it's a new, it's a new household gaming console. All right, take it away. Sorry, I, I got too excited, guys, but I'm, I'm coming back in now. So, yeah, it's, it's like has a docking station. It's flat on the table. It's not, like, big or wonky or anything. There's two remotes on it. Um, it Mike 
put it best, they look like old school iPods pretty much, but they have a 360 degree like joystick kind of thing. Um, they have a, a screen, a touch screen that's pretty much your, you know, A, B, Y, and X. Um, and things will pop up on that screen. And then you have your triggers, the R1 and the L1. Um, it's pretty much made to for, for families and also to have fun. But a lot of people from the old retro games um, have chimed in on this and put some of their old retro games on it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to dive more into it. But, Mike, I would love to hear your thoughts again. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, so, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm a little nervous about it. Because I, I, asked, I asked David, I was like, so what do you think this is going to cost? And he said, realistically, like, I'd buy it for, at like 250 and like sure, like I think I look I looked it up and it's and it's it's supposed to ship with like maybe a hundred these retro games on it. And I'm talking like retro games, like like early Sega or yeah, like or like Atari kind of stuff. Night Stalker, you know, like, Shark you're gonna Shark. See, you know, uh, Galaga might be on there. Space Invader might be on there. You know, like I'm sure you could, there's like different like board games and card games you can play. But anyway, so it's super old school stuff, right? And the way I the way I got nervous about when he said, yeah, I'd, bu- I'd buy it for like 250. I was like, well, OK, I bought, you know, the uh, Super Super Nintendo Classic when that came out. Mm-hmm. And that sh- that that had like 14, 15, so like a lot, like a bunch of games on it. Right. And these were all like AAA games. Most of them, you know, what I mean, like you got your Zeldas, um, you got a Street Fighter, you have your Mario Kart. And these are all, you know, the classic AAA um super nintendo games that were out you know and and this whole thing right at least when i purchased it back when it first came out i grabbed it for like 90 dollars, right and like so to for me to like for me to want to spend 250 bucks on a console that's got worse games just more of them you know worse but more tells me like this is this is a console this is this is a console not for your average gamer this is your console for your Mm non-gamer this is your console for for like this is something that could be, you know, it's Christmas time or Thanksgiving or, or some kind of family event. And you and you all are kind of bored of of, uh, you know, playing Monopoly and you want to play something that's a little more digital and fun, but something that anyone can play, even grandma. And like that's this that's this. But I was saying to myself, I was like, even even worse, if it's going to ship at 250, maybe I'm just putting that number out there. Maybe it ships less. But if, whatever it ships for, I'm thinking like this kind of thing already exists. And you don't need a whole console to make it work. I mean, at least not in the in the typical sense, but but I mean a console that you don't already have, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and I'm talking about Jackbox games. So for anyone out there who doesn't know what Jackbox games is, is, is all it takes is one person to have it, they turn the game on, and then anyone who wants to play the game can log in through their cell phone by going to a website and just be and then being able to activate the game from their phone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking I'm like, okay, so this game is this console shipping with like a hundred maybe We'll we'll just say a hundred, right? A hundred games on it that are all classic, you know, super old school style games. Um, I'm talking like Game and Watch style type of games, and um, you know, why why spend so much money in production on on a physical device that has the gimmick that says, oh well, if you take your remote over to so and so's house Mm -hmm. and plug it in, you can get all your games and all your and all your save stuff, and then you guys can continue playing with that stuff. Like, why, why wouldn't it just be, well, we have a cell phone in our pocket. We could just create a streaming so, um, uh, service that has all these games on it that you could then uh, cast to your television and then play with your phone as the remote. And so it's in my in my mind, I'm like, this is a great idea, but I think it's being executed poorly because they're trying to they're selling to a market that loves consoles. Mm-hmm. And that's an aging market. Right. So I would say that market at the youngest is is probably late 20s right now 
but could be as old as like mid to late 40s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, like who really cares about getting a console to play bad games? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and it's not kids. Um, it's, it's, and so like it's definitely being, I feel like it's targeted at the older generation that would even have nostalgia for this old style of game. Which honestly kind of usurps me a little bit because there are, I was looking at some of the previews of what type of games would be on this thing, and I was like, even some of this seems bad to me. Like and like, which is the which was the big reason when I when I did buy my Super Nintendo Classic, I didn't buy the Nintendo Classic because other than the, the original Zelda or the original Mario game that was on that, like I just didn't really want any of those older older games because I just didn't I di- I don't have a, a a memory of them. Like my mm. my first video gaming experience was a super nintendo Mm -hmm. followed by like the classic game boy so it's like i was playing that level of game already you know what i mean so it's like i so like to me that even says that then this product is for someone even older than myself and i'm 30 so like it would have to be like 35 and above i don't know i'll go talk to my friend uh who's just turning 40 this year (laughs) he'd be into something like this i don't know maybe but like i think their issue is like the biggest reason why uh, Nintendo can make a Switch is because they have the games to back it. Yeah. I don't know how many retro games they have or and or the publishers that they know that they can put on there because a lot of them are on the Switch. So, you know, like a lot of the old Olympic games are on the Switch and everything else like that. So that's the kind of issue that they're going to run into. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I have some optimism for it. I mean, I'm also the, you know, I, I think my, uh, well, soon-to-be brother-in-law, pretty much brother-in-law, I call him my brother-in-law, uh, Mark, he might have rubbed off rubbed off on me a lot because he'll just buy games and buy games and buy games, and we were really intrigued by this. Um, I don't know, because we have Switches, and then we also try and get, you know, he tries to get uh, his uh, fiancé in it, and I, or is it, is it woman? Is it still fiancé if it's a woman? Whatever the yeah yeah yeah, 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 okay. yeah no, that's, that's right, right cool. that's right. So she, which is Ashley's sister. So we try and get them to play the games with us, but they're more focused on texting on their phone. They do enjoy Jackbox here and there, um, but you know it, maybe it is for just us or something like that. But uh, some of the games look pretty cool. I, I have some hope for it. Uh, apparently the uh, the release date has been postponed twice. Uh, its latest plan is to launch on October 10th, which I don't think that's happening. A lot of a lot of things coming out in October, guys. So make sure you save up a good bit of money. Um, the biggest thing I'm excited about on it is Cornhole. I would love to see how Cornhole plays. Like, that seems pretty... Like, a, if the Switch came out with a Cornhole, it's over, guys. I'm not going outside. But, it, I mean, it totally could, because you already have the Wiimotes, uh, or the Joy-Cons, rather. And that could easily be, like, a thing you could act, toss. and Because and, they have, like, mm-hmm. they have lots of, like, games that require you to use Joy-Cons in, the, in a movement type of way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, yeah, again, I just think... I just think they're trying to do something that's already being done better. Um, but props to them. You know, I, I fully support anybody who's pr- like, uh, seriously, this like, uh, like, like kind of like bullshitting aside. Like I totally respect anybody who's realizing their dream or, or passion that they've always wanted to do because, you know, creating a console like this is no easy feat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to try to actually bring it to market to, to compete with like just the AAA line of, of the main um, of the big what's a, the big three you know p uh, uh playstation xbox and, and nintendo pretty much um right. you know and then like pc but pc is like in in veins with both like in line with both pc with uh xbox and playstation in, yeah. in, in, for many reasons but like yeah i don't know like it's it's very very interesting to see um 
just to see that kind of uh, item in production. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously they they must genuinely believe there's a market for it um, enough to for it to be displayed at E3, um, which is super cool. And regardless, regardless of, of, of if it is if it's if it's something that works or not, because I mean think about like Stadia, right? The Google platform that that was, was supposed to be like the revolutionary thing, like just bring your controller anywhere and you can play your games through your browser. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like that's still a thing, but like has very as a very small. Yeah. like developer acceptance window like there's not much for it so like it just kind of isn't a thing like people don't really use it they're like ah, i got an xbox i'm good yeah. or like i got a pc i don't need that um but who knows who knows i think this could be different enough that you know maybe maybe all it takes is just getting trying it maybe maybe it's just seeing how it feels seeing how it looks like see i'm not super impressed by the look of it I think the look I think it looks like cool. I don't you know. You do? Yeah, oh, I think I those think remotes looks, look sick. I think it looks like you buy from the sharper image, like that tacky tech store at the mall. You know, like it's just something that uh, like I think it looks cool. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's just hey, you know, we're allowed to disagree. Uh, uh, guys it's, it's it's all in good fun. Shoot us a message, let us know. Um, you know, come coming up on the uh I think today was pretty much the last day of E three. Um, I think Sony is having their own thing. I think WB has their own thing pretty much at the same time, too. I don't know. All right, gang. But without further ado, we're going to hit another quick break, and we'll be back with some listener questions uh, to round out the rest of the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is David Graves one of the co-hosts from the Humble Threads podcast. What's going on, Humble family? I wanted to take a second and reach out to you guys. We would love to hear from you. So recently we have made a Twitter. It is Humble Threads Pod, and the at is Pod Humble. If you would like to come in, ask us any questions, we might be doing some polls. Who knows? We would love to hear any questions from yo-yoing to comic books to real life to fantasy. Who knows? Um, also, if you would like, we do have our Gmail still. We understand that not a lot of people want to email us, but we have that. It's in the description if you want to do that. But this right here is for you guys, the Twitter. So please come in, follow us on Twitter, ask us some questions, whatever it may be. We'd be happy to answer them on air. We'll catch you guys later. Stay humble. We'll see you soon. Welcome back, everybody. So it's uh, honestly one of my favorite, probably so far my favorite segment of the of the show that we've been doing regularly. Um, so uh, we we love to get answers or questions from you, the listener, about life, the universe, anything. They can be would you rather's. They could be situational. They could be help me with uh, this situation. We'd love to give. Um, just you know, we like to pick our own brains and just see kind of how we would respond on the on the spot. Uh, this week we have two awesome questions. Um, definitely, uh, one of them specifically in our wheelhouse, if you've listened to any of our past content, but first one is, uh, if you could, uh, appear or be on any game show, what would you choose and why? And I said, for me, I, I am a big sucker for family feud. I just like the, the randomness. Steve Harvey is hilarious. Um, so, you know, I think my, having my mom on there would be so funny cause she just says anything. Um, so if we could have like a mesh between like, if I, if I could have one, I would have my family on there and then Ashley come join me. So, um, I always think it's a fun time and I, I just hearing some of those questions is outlandish. Uh, what about you, Mike? I, Family Feud has a, 
uh, such a, a warm spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was the kind of show that like back in my uh, my college days when I was staying at my apartment, it was the kind of show that was almost always on. Like just it was like the TV was always on in the in the, in the living room, whether it's a bunch of guys hanging out or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually one of like the like the few shows that was just consistently on repeat on my TV in that room was always Family Feud or like Cops or something. And uh, but it was typically Family Feud and just yeah. Like nonstop re- like reruns mm-hmm. of uh, of Steve Harvey just dealing with some of the most outlandish responses, and you know they some they put some of that stuff in there. Oh yeah, uh, just just for just to be funny, and they know that like it's it's relatively harmless, mm-hmm. but they're all getting paid at the end of the day, guys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's it's just more of the experience, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I would love to be on that show too, but like. Thinking like way back to my roots, like the like the game that I was thought was like would be the coolest or the most fun to be a part of because the prizes were always like more so like kid friendly because back then like and I just love that they were always like family like ex- excursions or whatever. But I'm talking about Double Dare, um, and like like even Double Dare 2000, if you will, because like that show kind of had that family feudy like uh, vibe where you know they're they're uh, uh, what was this. Uh, Steven Summers is that his name? Um, I can't remember. So you're you're kind of yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm 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 gonna I'm my, the the uh, all of the you know the millennials who are listening to this are probably <laughs> screaming because they probably know the guy's name better than I do. I think his last name was Summers. Um, but either way, uh, he hosted the show and like you're you know the two the two families had to go up against each other. It was like I kind of like trivia, kind of like Family Feud. And if you could answer the question correctly, your team your 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 squad would move ahead. And you could, and then you'd eventually have to do like the the challenge, like the relay race at the end. Um, you had to, you know, go through all like the the gross things, like pick in the giant nose, go through the mouth of the slime, and like dig through it to find the flags. They always like had to stuff the flags down their shirts so they wouldn't lose them. And if you could get to the end before the time ran out, you would get the big prize to take mm-hmm. the whole family to Disney World or something. You know what I mean? It was something of that, or or whole family down to Universal Studios Florida for a vacation, which they were already at. But like, um, you know, it's there would Mark be Summers. I Mark, Summers. So Mark, Mark Summers. Mark. It's Mark Summers. Yes, Mark Summers. Thank you. Uh, I knew it was summer or something, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that show takes me back. So like, I know it doesn't really exist anymore, but like. If I could be on a show just for the, the sheer experience of it, it would definitely be one of those classic Nickelodeon game shows um, that came around. Uh, they were always so fun back then. I mean, I was a Nickelodeon kid. I grew up on Nick, on classic Same. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, back when Nick, when, yeah, back when it. when Nick at Night was still a thing, and you kind of be like annoyed that like TV shows in black and white were coming on the TV, and you'd be like, oh, this is adult stuff, and mm-hmm. you flick away from it. But like. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh. Definitely. Double Dare. And I would do de- either double the OG Double Dare or Double Dare Two Thousand. They were one? both. Yeah. They were both very um, very popular um in that era of time. Um. All right. Cool. So uh, Family Feud Double Dare is the answer to that question. Thank you, listener, for submitting that question. And then the next one we got is it's a Would You Rather, and this one's kind of going. This one's going to go pretty extreme. <laughs> Uh, you may we may need to you know enter into the uh, tinfoil. the tinfoil hat zone to be able to uh, would you rather this question but but would you rather uh, live and be haunted by aliens or not aliens uh, haunted by ghosts like live in a house that's haunted by ghosts and you're just a haunted person like ghosts are messing with you poltergeist stuff it could be scary it could be you know whatever but would you rather be haunted or be abducted by aliens. 
honestly, for me, I would like to be abducted by aliens. Only because them them ghosts, you don't know where they're at, man. And a lot of them are freaky, man. A lot of them are very freaky, like watching all them shows and stuff. Them things, man. You don't, you don't know what they could look like. We recently just saw The Conjuring and that thing, the, the demon that they, that, yeah, looked wild, guys. That's all I got to say, guys. But aliens, I feel like, I, I mean, they could look freaky too. We have no idea what aliens look like. They could be a, a body full of mouths. Who knows? Um, but at least with aliens, they come down to get you. Uh, I mean, they, they do stuff to you, but a lot of, 10 times out of 10, you usually don't remember. Until, you know, like a past trauma comes up and then you remember it or something. But usually you don't remember what happened. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the aliens. Okay, fair. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this one a lot when, when we were working through the rest of the other, uh, earlier half of the podcast. And uh, because, yeah, if you, if you lived in a house, right, where it, you like you were haunted, like there was legit ghost activity. And, I'm not, and like I'm talking like paranormal activity, mm-hmm. activity, like you know, your plates flying off the table and smashing mm-hmm. um, or like you're the covers of your bed being ripped off suddenly or and crazy shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I guess it, you're right. It does depend on the severity of the haunt and or the abduction. Right. Like, cause like, cause if you were like abducted by some pretty chill aliens and they took you up into the cosmos and they were like, this is how the world works like or whatever and and i'll be like that would be pretty rad like i would be like all right i can like you could put a bullet in my head now like i'm cool like that like that's i'm i'm super stoked this was all whatever but if it's like the more like aggressive type where that's like they are doing surgery on you putting things in you you know probing you and then like hopefully wiping your brain and sending it back to earth or whatever uh that's obviously like wildly terrifying but at the same time you still if you if you can remember, maybe go to this like a like a hypnotherapist. Like at least you you definitively can be someone who's like, uh huh, yeah, for sure, real deal. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you know, to have that knowledge, even though it really would probably like psychologically mess you up for for most of your life. I mean, most I've never spoken to it to a, to an abductee, but like I'm pretty sure there's things about their life that aren't the way they used to be because of that experience. And whereas if you were living in a house that was being haunted, like. If it was like friendly neighborhood Casper the ghost, you know, just haunting around the house, you know, helping out with laundry, doing some things, um, you know, that's fine. But like if it right, if it was like more of like a possessive entity or like a poltergeist, t- yeah, right, smashing your stuff, like you know, it, 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 like I can't not think about like this like scary movie, like I think scary movie two mm-hmm. where they were um, where they were in like the haunted house and dealing with the ghosts. So that's a throwback in in, in it of itself, <laughs> scary movie two um you know shout out to like the early 2000s like hysterical comedy but like um but like yeah like if it really depends because like i i i like both opportunities for in the best case scenarios because like if you have ghosts and ghosts are messing around like you know there's that opportunity that maybe they're not maybe they're just misunderstood and maybe they're just trying to get your attention mm-hmm. and and maybe you just got to be able to cut a deal and be like all right all right, fine. You can live in this house with me, but if you can, if you have the power to throw a dish at the wall, you might as well clean it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, make and, and you know, make them like a roommate of yours. But if they're like a completely like unintelligent, like not willing to respond to you, just trying to mess your life up, like mm-hmm. you know, that's something that's 
that could that could haunt you that could haunt relations i mean i don't know it's 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 bad both ways listen at least the, I, the think, aliens aliens are aliens but ghosts See, I like, I like the, I like the, I kind of like the idea of aliens, to be honest, because at least aliens, they usually, when they abduct you, they abduct you when you're sleeping. Like ghosts don't give up. Like they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't give, they don't give, like, Mm -hmm. like they'll just, they'll come at you whenever they want. Like they'll just be like, Hey, I was here first. Like, like this is a dream. Yeah. Like, um, at least aliens have the decency to wait until you're asleep to take you away, I guess. Exactly. At least in, in some cases, not mm-hmm. obviously not all. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I'd be abducted by aliens, too. That would be pretty, I don't know, it'd be pretty bad. But I would just be hoping that I get, I don't know, the, what are they called? The Palladians? Like the blonde-haired, like uh, uh, blonde-haired, blue-suit-wearing, um, yeah. human-like aliens that just want to be friends with us. Like, if it's them that's taking me up into space, like, just, like, hanging out on the Milky Way, talking life, talking existence... Yeah, like I'm, a, I, I could, because because that would never happen with a ghost. A ghost isn't gonna be like, hey there, hey there, scamp. Uh, just so you know, afterlife is pretty wild. Yep. You know, like that's a, they're usually like the, there to be spiteful of some. Like the likelihood of a ghost ever being like, uh, like, like, like friendly versus an alien just who's actually like light years more intelligent than we are, mm-hmm. right? Like having the capacity of just pure essentially hopefully a peaceful nature um yeah I, i'd i'd take it abduct being abducted by aliens any day than well, like risk guys, you, you can possession. let us know which which one you think just shoot us a tweet shoot, just just shoot us a message but um yeah yeah as always you can always hit us up on our you know our individual instagrams uh but please use the uh that that twitter that that at pod humble um uh, but gang you know we're coming here to the end uh we've had a we've had a pretty cool a cool episode uh today we talked a little bit about what's going on in our personal lives you know dave's uh on that job hunt he's getting geared up for this new interview which is going to be super exciting for him uh we talked about our, our get together at the at the at the victory uh beer uh brewery uh and uh hanging out with some friends david got some crystals read to him that night uh which was pretty crazy if you missed that part go back and listen um you know i i you know uh ca- casual things happened over here you know wa- watch some uh watch the new bo burnham special um got to get my car inspected even though we found out i didn't need to be inspected uh we dove right into uh like our, our initial analysis of like loki um kind of what's going on what you know what we think about it uh we talked we talked in length about uh e3 and all, and all the new games that are being uh presented to uh to us over the next year maybe two years uh, and of course, we hit those listener questions talking about, um, you know, what, which which uh, game show would we want to be? We both kind of picked a similar game, but of different eras, mm-hmm. you know, Family Feud and, and Double Dare. And then, of course, we, we clearly both want to get abducted by aliens. Let us know which ones you would pick. Uh, hit us up on Twitter again at Pod Humble. Um, David, uh, tell the kind people where they can find you. Listen, guys, you can find me. It's always David Graves, but it flip-flops. It could be King Graves or it could be King Dougie, um, either one. But, guys, I also wanted to remind you, reminded you at the beginning, but I'm going to remind you now, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you enjoy our podcasts on, we appreciate you, but we could also appreciate you a little bit more. If you could go the extra mile and just give us five stars or a nice rating. Who knows? Maybe maybe one day we'll read some more on here. I don't know. We'll get some, read some on here. But it would help us reach out to other people who might like our content, who are in the same vein as our content, um, and listen to podcasts who are pretty similar to us. But we appreciate you guys. Mike, tell the people where they can find you. 
Dude, absolutely. As always, you can find me just about anywhere uh, at Kingpin Caribou. You can also find me on Instagram at MikeHart.YoYo as well as TikTok, ThrowLab on a YouTube. Um, you know, gang, just just want to put it out there. You know, this is episode fourteen. We are we are about halfway. We are halfway through the year of what we expected to do this uh, this year. We were we were aiming to do I think twenty six episodes this year. We're trying to do one every other week. Um, so we are we are at that halfway hump. So if you've made it this far, if you if you've been listening um, with us from uh, episode one, thank you for dealing with some of the technical difficulties. Thank you for you know coming back week to week uh, and just learning more about us and getting to know us more. We want to hear from you, so definitely hit us up on any of the socials. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, but gang, as always, stay humble. Yes, sir.